0: Every other hump day. hump day, we're joined by our new favorite Brett Boone, host of the Brett Boone podcast, an Odyssey original featuring the most notable names in baseball and all around sports every week. And Brett is joining us on your home of the Rangers right now with Sean, RJ, and Bobby 105, three of the fan. Good morning, Brett. How are you?
1: Good morning. I'm doing all right. You guys are Rangerland. You guys are doing well. Well, well, kind of, sort of. Well, well, you got some, you got some news yesterday. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't too good. Uh, yeah, big news actually. But uh, all right, let's take it away. What do we got today,
0: Brett? <laughs> how, how does how does the Degrom news, in your opinion, change the American League race?
1: Well, I, I look at it two ways. I mean, I've always thought with this Rangers team. First of all, this team has surprised me quite a bit. You know, in, in a positive way. I, I I knew they were going to be better. I didn't expect they were going to be this good, especially on the offensive side. I mean, that is just, that's a machine right now. They've got going in in Texas on the offensive side of the ball. I didn't, uh, I looked at that team. I looked at that division. I looked at the Houston Astros in that division. Seattle Mariners, they've been disappointing in my eyes for for how good of a pitching staff they've got, you know, playing 500 to this point. Houston's going to be there. They just are. They got off to a slow start. They had a few injuries. You know, Altuve's back now. Uh, They still are are a little banged up. But Houston's going to be there in the end. They're going to be in the playoffs. Uh, It's whether they win the division or not. And I always thought the key to this Ranger team, I think at this stage of the game, we can say this Texas Rangers ball club is uh, is a playoff caliber team, without a doubt. But I always like to think different than that, think longer term. Can they go to the World Series? Can they possibly win a World Series? With DeGrom 100% healthy and Evalde throwing the, the ball the way he is, John Gray has stepped up. What an unbelievable month. He just came off in May. Uh, and if you had DeGrom healthy and that whole pitching staff healthy, Perez is in the mix, um, I I think they can. Without him, I don't know. I think they're a little short to, to, to win it all at, at this stage. And that's just – that's on paper. That's my feeling. I look at the team's – who can win the World Series? They always have that plus 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 pitching. That that that, that Ranger doesn't. Have, that Rangers club doesn't have that plus plus bullpen like a Houston Astros does, like a healthy New York Yankees does, or a Tampa Bay Rays. So a lot of question marks. Anything can happen. I think to this stage, everything with the exception of the news yesterday has been has been nothing but but awesome this year for the Texas Rangers. We'll we'll see, and who knows? Does Texas? does that organization sit there and realize what a special team they have right now? They see the, they see the DeGrom news. They know they're going to be without him. Are they a player at the deadline for, for, uh, for, uh, uh you know, a bona fide starter? We'll see. Brett, how does the difference in morale in the clubhouse change from when you, you think that guy's coming back versus when you find out he's not? Ah, these guys are pros. Um, They're, of course, there's going to be a little disappointment. Like, man, we we could have used that, you know. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they're they're grinding every day. I mean, they're 40 and 20 right now. They've done it essentially kind of without DeGrom. So they're feeling like, yeah, of course we need him. Of course, when he's healthy and 100%, he's arguably the best pitcher in the world. Who, Who doesn't need that on their team? But I'll tell you what, they wake up today, they've got a job to do. And they're not going to skip a beat. They're going to go out and continue to do what they're doing. And because you can't control certain things in the game. You can't control whether, whether he, has, he, he has Tommy John surgery or he doesn't. It's like, this is out of our control as players. We have a job to do. And it's such a grind. The Major League Baseball schedule, 162 players, us down, you know, in that clubhouse. Uh, we don't let stuff like that bother us. It's like, no, we we've got stuff to do. We've got a big series coming up here. You know, they get, we we got St. Louis tonight. You know, we're go, we're going to Tampa Bay. Then we have got the Angels, and we got Toronto. We've got stuff to do. So yeah, a little disappointing, but it's not going to affect anybody in that clubhouse right now. They're just going to go forward and and uh, leave the rest up to to Rangers management on what moves possibly could be made at that deadline.
0: Brett Boone joining us, Odyssey Baseball Insider, here on your home of the Rangers, 105.3 The Fan. Was there a guy that comes to mind in your era that that reminds you of DeGrom, just lights out, invincible, Hall of Famer, except for the injury? When we were growing up, now Griffey is a Hall of Famer, but uh, the injuries kind of took over later on in his career. Was there someone that, that reminds you of DeGrom, like always the injury question, but otherwise Hall of Fame talent?
1: Oh, I see what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I think you are talking about from a pitching standpoint. Just, uh,
0: just anyone, yeah.
1: Anyone that you, you, you right on that Hall of Fame path, Hall of Fame ability, but but just couldn't stay on the field. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of guys I came across. I really can't. I really can't, especially from a pitching standpoint. Yeah, you know, it, it was a different era then. It was it was different, and I'm not to say the guys are softer today that has nothing to do with it, but it's the culture's different. If that makes sense, they're brought up in a different, in a different way. They're coddled. They're told by the organization, listen, if you have an injury uh, we're going to take care of it. It seems like every day I I look up and somebody's on the IL and, and and I look for the cause of the injury and it says soreness. (laughs) And I, and I, and I I bat. you know, I, I can't wrap my head around it. I'm like, soreness, we're going to go on, we're gonna not play because we're sore. <laughs> well, can I have a little more? Can I have a little more context to that, please? And I, and I look the more I more I really look around and, and look at the situation in all of prof- professional sports right now. It's like no, this is just the way these guys are. They're, they're the way they they're brought up. It's like on defense when I see these guys take take cue cards out of their pocket and look where they're gonna stand for this next pitch. Yeah, it blows my mind because I'm going you don't know where to stand. You don't have an instinct. You don't have a feeling. You've seen this guy play a lot. You've seen this guy pitch a lot. That's how I kind of set my feet for my defense. But then I, I take a step back and I said, no, this is the way these kids are brought up. This is the way they're taught, you know, different than we were. So, so I understand the cultural differences, but uh, no, I, I really, it doesn't come to mind. Somebody that I just think, wow, what if he could, he could have, uh, that injury bug as much as he did, he could have been a Hall of Famer. I, a guy really doesn't come to mind. I think Griffey is a great uh, example of someone who, as great as he was, how much greater could he have been if he if he wasn't played by the injury bug late in his career? Is a guy you uh, you played with in the '90s maybe named Jose Rio? Jose, I only I only played with Jose for a year. You know, he was coming off that big nineteen. 19- uh 1990s world series champion and he was nasty and he he was the mvp of that series against the Oakland A's dominated them i got to the reds in about in 1994 after the 93 season and jose he was kind of a he was kind of a uh a shadow of what he had been he was he was starting to starting to have those arm problems his elbow was really bothering him he just wasn't he wasn't the Jose that he was in 1990 and the build-up to that World Series champion. So I really not, I never got to see uh, live in person that dominant, dominant Jose Rio. That's weird you say that. He, he I just talked to Jose. He's going to come on my podcast soon, and I haven't talked to Jose in probably ten years. So that's interesting you bring up him.
0: Are you offended or is it a fair comparison when we start bringing up this Rangers offense? To your 0-1 Mariners and what Yankee year are we picking, Choppy? I mean, their their best offense is probably what, oh three, oh four out of the out of the bunch,
1: maybe maybe even better than ninety eight.
0: Fair comps, Brett? I think so.
1: I I I'm having a really good I because I'm starting to pay attention to the Rangers now. And I'm having a great time watching these guys. I'm thinking these guys are unbelievable. They will step on your neck. You know, you always think about Simeon. Seeger, those are the big guys they brought over, the name guys. But, I mean, they're doing it. They're catchers. Haim uh, is, is kicking butt. Uh, Lowe, Jung, uh, Duran, I mean, he's not even the starting shortstop anymore because you got Seeger. He's hitting 322. Garcia's the guy. Every time I turn on the TV and I see Garcia, he's, he's ricocheting one off a of facade. These guys are a lot of fun to watch. And I think, without a doubt, you can compare them to that one Mariner team. I'm not, not offended in the least.
0: Brett Boone uh joining us Odyssey Baseball Insider here on DFW Sports Station. Now
1: Brett when you talk about the idea of going out and making an acquisition on a pitcher and going to get a bona fide starter do you think it needs to be does it have to be the Marcus Stroman level or do you think they just need to go find some more depth the middle of the rotation guy to give them uh some more solid depth across the rotation? Well I think you Dunning stepped in and, he, and he's been that fifth guy uh, Haney's been he kind of a journeyman doing a good job. John gray has been really impressive to me. Way he stepped up, got a mid mid two ERA. Perez done a nice job and Ibaldi is, is kind of the horse of the staff. Uh, that's a really good staff. And it's not like I'm sitting there saying, well, their pitching isn't that good. They're third in the league. Uh, I think they could, you know, when we talk about a starter pitching, that's always great for me. I always my my brain tells me always get that that horse that horse starter is always somebody somebody I'm going to go after if, if I'm playing GM for a minute but that being said in today's game uh, the bullpen plays such a pivotal role it's such a big part of today's game where in my day we had great bullpens but we didn't we didn't groom guys in the minor leagues to be bullpen pieces. You were always a starter, and then when you when you proved that you couldn't start at that level or or uh, on a certain team that was really good, well, then you went to the bullpen, and then you figured out your role in the bullpen. Nowadays, it's different. You know, they're, they're starting guys as setup men in the bullpen at a young age. So that bullpen has been it become a more important piece than it used to be. So maybe bolster in the bullpen. You know, I look at that Texas Rangers. Start pitching is pretty darn good right now. They've done a great job uh offense uh, that goes without saying uh maybe the bullpen to me if if there's a weak link and i and i don't mean me weak, weak link in a in a demeaning way i just mean as uh, the overall success of this rangers team if i have to pick a weak link i'll go to the bullpen so maybe bolster that bullpen with some arms out there i'm sure those are the ones that are going to be available at that trading deadline uh when you when you think about a top starter a strowman Man, Strowman, he's been really good for a Cubs team. That's that's pretty average team. He's he's been that bright light. I don't know. I don't know if I I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm in on a Strowman type type pitcher. I watched a guy uh Paxton last night for the Boston Red Sox. I don't think the Red Sox are gonna be a playoff team this year. But man, when he's healthy, is he good? A guy like that, but once again, putting on my GM hat. I don't know if I buy into a Paxton. I don't trust that he's going to be healthy. So it's not like it's an easy job that they've got on their plate to go out. Okay, let's get that bona fide guy. Yeah, everybody wants that number one starter. I think it's better off to go to that bullpen and start start looking right now around around the league. Who can bolster that bullpen to make us a power bullpen to compete with the other big boys when it when it comes to that facet of the game.
0: Simeon is at twenty five consecutive games. Uh, we always try to rank the baseball accomplishments. The consecutive games streak or getting to 25 games or any particular number in your mind, Brett, where is that in the, in the hierarchy of impressing amongst baseball accomplishments?
1: You mean 25 games reaching base?
0: The hit streak, hit streak yeah. Hit streak. Hit, streak. hit streak right now for him is at 25.
1: 25, I'll tell you, I, I've never had a 25-game hitting streak. It, it's amazing to me. Because on any given day, you can go to the ballpark, you can have four perfect at-bats, put four great swings on balls, hit four bullets, and be sitting in your locker after the game 0 for 4 at any given time. And the fact that he's got 25 in a row, it's unbelievable. The, what, what, the, what, the 56 is, is off the charts. I couldn't even imagine doing that. You know, I've seen some streaks. I, I saw Paul Molitor went on a pretty big streak. When I was a kid, I watched Pete Rose go on a pretty Pretty big streak, but uh, that's way up there. I mean, you start getting to 30, 25, you're thinking about it, um, but who knows? You get to 30, now you're really, now it's starting to be a daily, it's probably already a daily question for him, and, and you don't want to deal with it because it's like, I, I really, it's out of my control if I get a hit or not. My, what's in my control, controlling that strike zone and having a graded bat, that's what I can control as a player. That's why I think hitting is beyond question the hardest thing to do in sports is because you can do everything perfect and the result can be nil uh so so it's at a point where it's out of his control yeah i could have great at bats put a great swing at ball, but if the if the defense is playing me right if it's not meant to be that day i'm not going to get a hit but as far as or as far as uh impressiveness in the game of things to do. I, I put the 56 game hitting streak right up there with the most him and Cal Ripken probably uh, playing that many days in a row. I, I don't know how you can do it. When I was a young kid, I wanted to do it. And I just said, I told my, as a young player, I told Davey Johnson, I said, he asked me, he said, when, I, when do you want a day off? And I said, I never want a day off. I want to be Cal Ripken. Oh. And I got to about 150 games in a row. And I just thought, I don't want to be Cal. Ripken. I don't know how the hell he did it. You're, I'll tell you what, what he's, do, what he's doing right now, 25 games, awful impressive. I, I've, I've never uh, I've, I've never got to that 25-game mark, and a lot of better players than myself and great hitters never have gotten to 25 games.
0: All right, real quick before we let you go, we have your longest hit streak. You've shown a uh, photographic memory on this program in weeks past. What was your longest hit streak, and what year was it?
1: If I had to guess it, it, how, shoot, I'm not going to get this right. Um, couldn't even pick the year because I'll probably be surprised. It was a year that I didn't expect I didn't have any. I'm going to guess around 16.
0: It was 16 on the wow. dot in. Now, just guess <laughs> the <laughs> guess the year for the hell of it. 03. 04. Bobby, what was it?
1: Ah. It was 04. It was 16 and 04. And, and. 13, it's, it was a 13-game hitting streak on the road. But, it was a road streak. But there.
0: 15 and 3 Yeah, he did
1: 15 and 3 And
0: 16 and 4 Man, you got a damn it's good a memory. memory. Thank, remember to come on with us two weeks from now again. Thank you. <laughs> uh,
1: well, We'll be in Vegas. Come, come playoff time.
0: I'll Ooh, meet you there. Oh, all right. <laughs> Home of the A's new stadium if it happens. Brett Boone, host of you the Brett it. Thanks, Brett. Uh, Host of the Brett Boone podcast, Odyssey Original. Make sure to follow the Brett Boone podcast on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.